This is Angela with Danceable Thoughts, and this is our 2020 focus conversation all about things that are really relevant right now in this challenging part of the dance team year. So I think uh, we're all kind of wound up in competition, and I put it as an open conversation topic on the TDA Facebook page. And I think both Marina and Eve said that they really wanted to hear more about the way you uh, scheduling and, and and structuring your rehearsals after your first set of feedback. So if you listen to the weekly podcast, which is here at Tonight, Use It Tomorrow, I gave you some pre-rehearsal tips that I think would be very useful to you as far as the way you look at your critique sheets, um, look at, listening to your critique talk tapes, that type of thing, and figuring out where you um, want to go with your rehearsal. Um, I also, in a previous uh, podcast, said that one of the most important things I can tell you is that your intuition will lead you in the right, right direction. I really believe that about you as a professional in our in our industry. But I want you to hear some ideas from me, maybe give you some concrete thoughts that you can do. So, <coughs> pardon my cough. So we get all set up. We know what we want to work on for contest season. We know what we, we want to accomplish. We create choreography and that kind of stuff. And then we get into the grind of rehearsal. And throughout rehearsal, we get into some routines. And in that routine, and I don't mean the count one to count whatever, but we get into some routines about when we have water breaks and um, what time we get started and how we do warm-up and, and those kinds of things. Well, one of the best things I think you can do after the first set of critiques is that that you can make a few modifications in there so let's go with technique concepts right now so i'm pretty sure everybody does a great job of warming up i wonder if you have under the pressure time constraints of what you're doing have you let some things slip as far as what you would do as a normal part of their technique parts of their class warm-up or their their pre pre-rehearsal warm-up so if they do it across the floor, if they do some footwork or things like that. So the first thing I would ask you to do is look at your areas of concern in their technical execution, whether it's footwork, whether it's port de bras and arm placement, maybe they still are not, not you know, hitting those turns or they're not really creating that um, flow and energy from movement to movement. So their transitions, working in and out of the floor are always awkward and things. So go back into your mindset, and I don't mean for you to completely rein, reinvent what they're doing where you have to slow down and teach it again, but go back to the basics. Go back to the fundamentals and say, hey, I want, I want to, for this first three days of this week, we're going to reinstitute this exercise for beautiful feet, or we're going to redo um, what we do across the floor, and I want the leap series to match the leap series in the stance. Oh, I know, I'm sorry, I know you're not in that part, but this is a great time for you to learn it. That was my conversation I just had with that little alternate who raised her hand and said, did I have to do this because I'm not in part A, blah, blah, blah. Yes, baby, we're all doing it. So uh, giving them that sense of awareness that, hey, we're still learning these skills and we're building these skills into our team repertoire. This is not just something for that girl in that part or that boy in that part to do. We all need these skills. So you create a little bit of a re reestablished routine as far as what you're emphasizing in warm-up towards technique. If there's a problem with their arm carriage then be very aware say listen don't just stretch 
for your large muscle groups in your legs. Let's see your upper body. Let's see your posture throughout. So that's that part of that score sheet that you worked on and you thought about it in August and you thought about it again and they thought about it again when maybe you auditioned for the routines. But as you've gotten into cleaning the counts and the placement and the spacing, may have forgotten about those fundamentals that we as a judging panel are going to look at again. So that's the first thing that I might restructure a little bit based on feedback. One of the things that is also another 2020 uh, quick podcast focus is about the kids performing qualities. Uh, That takes a little bit of uh, heart to heart with them, telling them that they've got to perform with energy, projections, storytelling, and asking them only to do it on the day of the contest is not going to work. So think about it. I use example of an actor. An actor develops their character throughout the series of rehearsals before they ever commit the performance to film or on the stage, that they are developing it over time. Well, your kids, your dancers have to develop their performing skills. They need to practice it in that empty gym, in that mirror, in the dance room. And you've got to create an environment for them where the norm is that we are performing with projection, lifted chins, good good eye contact, good energy, good aura about them to sound so crazy. So if we're saying it's okay to constantly mark and then asking them to turn the light switch on for them to be able to perform full out, and I mean full out faces as well, then we're setting them up for failure because they are kids. And as much as they want to tell you, I'll smile when I'm out there, there's too many factors that can come into play. And this is what you just say to them. Even the most accomplished performing artist, they do things with full energy, full facials, when they are working, that they are passionate about their performance and they want the most in the moment that is evaluated. Like for us, it's evaluated. You can think about for others on film. And therefore, we need to be doing this in in class. And you need to, as the director, when you see kids who are doing an outstanding job, reward them, make sure that you are saying to the other kids, this is what I want to see and this is what we're building towards. So that set, up, that, set that tone that, that their energy in their face, their body posture, that type of thing is something that is rehearsed just like those technique things we just talked about. Now, as for concerns about choreography, I often make the joke that I was a choreo- choreographic choreography arsonist at times because I was happy to blow things up and then take the ashes and build something new because I had trained my kids to do that. Your kids may not be trained to make those on-the-fly changes or quick quick adaptations. I'm going to constantly encourage you, if you're a follower of Dancer, Danceable Thoughts, you're going to hear this from me all the time. I want you to start doing that. I want your kids to learn to be adaptable. But I get it if they're not ready for it right now. So again, you're going to use your smart coach's brain. You're going to use your best director's intuition. And you're going to say to yourself, here are some modifications, some simple modifications I can do. So if you've got choreography and the choreography score is not what you want it to be, let's start with some simple concepts. Can you 
have some people drop a level, put a knee down. So if everybody's doing this beautiful arm work, maybe some people can be on a knee and other people can be standing. So you've got a traveling phrase and choreographically it takes you too far to one direction and then you have to, the whole group has to scurry back. Well, go ahead and think about that handy dandy trick of maybe having every other line or part side A and part side B, one side faces away. You can still do the same choreography. It's going to travel away and then back towards the center. Super easy trick, but it works and it gives the the choreography something fresh and new and gives many times sort of an unexpected thing will happen when you put simple simple changes in like facing front and back be sure you have key people who are uh in the in the performance who are ready to rehearse that with your group over and over like and flip or simple changes another thing if you are concerned about what your choreography score looks at is looking like and you want to work from that feedback you're, you've probably gotten evaluations from three different opinions reminding you that everybody has a different artistic vision. So listen to them and open your mind to it, but don't decide that you have to make every change that they've made. Again, I'm going to say use your intuition. So if you ask me, if Angela Hayes gets your videos, you say, hey, I want you to look at this stuff. I'm going to give, I'm going to watch the videos. I'm going to give you a zillion different concepts. What if, try this, what about this, what if this, this. It's like getting dressed. You put your whole outfit on, you put all your accessories on, and then you pare it back down and say, okay, too much of this, not enough, need more lipstick. So you simplify. So you make as many changes as you think that you can handle, and then you pare it down and say, okay, I'm not going to do this one. So if you've got time to make those Try, you know, part, you know, try it version A, version B, version C. Let it look. Don't throw it out instantly if it doesn't work, but let it see. Let them look at it and then make some decision. Make some simple version changes. And then if it doesn't work, boom, going on. Like I said, simple level changes, simple direction changes, simple grouping changes. Another quick choreography thing that you might consider one of the things that I think really is very impactful for choreography is when you uh, think about your transitions. Everybody talks about your transitions and your form changes. Make sure that they are interesting and purposeful. Uh, give them a beautiful arm gesture. Give them a meaningful motif with their arms. Give them uh, some reason, someone to follow and uh, follow the leader. Just reminding them that the formation changes cannot be dead time where nothing happens and then poof we get the big triangle and we start dancing again so filling those spaces up might really help your choreography score so last thing that i was talk about uh, on that technique sheet is that the whole thing about precision um, if you need to clarify precision for stuff i'm going to say to you you need to look through your performers and you need to look to see what is the most common way things are being done it may not be the way you, many times it's morphed into not something that would you actually choreograph but look and see what is the common denominator what are the ways that most of them are doing a movement and as long as it's not technically flawed or doesn't really mess up the transition into something else give in to it and ask everybody to make a, make an adaptation to make sure it matches. Because at this point, a lot of these kids have had this choreography in their system for a really long time, and their muscle memory is established. So look for what is most common in the way something is being executed, and then 
modify for the few individuals that are doing it. Now that I have just a minute or two left in this like short podcast, but there's always that conversation about that one dancer or two dancers that don't seem to take corrections. This is where you have to look at the kiddo and maybe you say, here's a video. I need you to watch yourself and, uh, don't embarrass them, I know, because you can't call them out in this day and age, but let them see how they look different in regards to the ensemble. And don't overwhelm them with, you have to change everything you're doing, but give them four or five key things you want them to work on in the triangle, In the because I say everybody's got a triangle in their dance. I really want you to work on this section. Be sure you're matching this person to your left, right, front, back. Same kind of thing when they're, if it's projection and energy level. So when you've gotten the, the dance mostly clean, it's always when those individuals start sticking out and they may not know, especially if they're rookies, they may not be able to process that their body, their kinesthetic awareness is not such that your corrections are registering with them. It's not that they're being stubborn, it's just that their experience level hasn't grown to a place where they can in, internalize it and they may need a visual element. So that was quick talk about ways you restructure rehearsals. Uh, like I said, I hope you enjoyed this 2020 Focus short podcast. Uh, there's going to be several more of these. Uh, if you've got a topic that you'd like me to cover, be sure and connect with me through social media, and I will get on recording it. Again, these are just my opinions and my, um, some things from my experience, but I'm happy to share with them with you because what I always say is that I want you to love this the way I did. And so constantly thinking about contest season as a growth opportunity and, and an overall um goal, not just a specific thing at any given moment in contest season, but looking at its totality, I think is a key to success. And I want to be right there with you, helping you feel those moments of elation. So have a great week.